Is TCU running back Kendra Miller one of the biggest values in Dynasty right now? All that more in this episode of the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Marcus Mosher and Kate Madjuke. Welcome back to the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'd like to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of the NFL. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Lockdown today to get started. I am Marcus Mosher. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosher. Joining me today, as always, is Kate Magic. Check her out on Twitter at Kate Magic. Kate, today we are talking about TCU running back Kendra Miller, who I think might be one of the bigger values in Dynasty League right now. What did you see when you turned on the tape? I really like this guy, Marcus. Kendra Miller, running back out of TCU, 5'11", 215 pounds. So he's got some meat on the bones there. But, you know, he he's so young, right? He's been really productive at such a young age. Dude's not even 21 yet. He turns 21 in June. And he had a fantastic season with TCU when he finally got the the full-time job, right? Came in, posted over 1,500 scrimmage yards, 17 touchdowns, um, averaging 6.7 yards per attempt over the course of his career. He's just a, a really solid all-around back, flourish when he had that full-time opportunity. Um, and I have to say, out of all of the, the running backs I've watched so far in this class, there's no running back that I, I like their lateral agility as much as this guy right here. I just like Kendra Miller. He moves left. He moves right. Just like he's not a big dude. Like he, hmm. he doesn't look 215 pounds when he's shifting to find the hole, which I, I just, he's fun to watch. Now he's not a, a perfect prospect, right? Like not, necessarily the best pass blocker not a big factor in the receiving game but I do think he has all the tools that are going to lend himself to potentially if asked to play a full-time role at the NFL level I think he can do it successfully so I agree with everything you said but the only thing that I didn't love about his game is I don't think he's the most creative runner in the world. Like you watch him against Texas and some of the other, I don't want to say better teams, but bigger schools. And it's a lot of running right into the middle of the offensive line and grinding out yards. Like he is really good at, Hey, this is blocked for two yards. He's going to get four every once in a while. You'll see him bounce something to the outside. And actually that Texas game that I mentioned, he hit like a 70 yard touchdown run, but I don't think he's, I just don't think he's all that creative. I think that's fair. And I like it when you look at the stats and when you look at the breakdowns of uh, his, his run attempts, most of those rush attempts uh, he had were between the a gaps. So between your center and your guards. And mm -hmm. that's, I mean, where he saw plenty of success. That's where he saw the bulk uh, of his rushing yards in these zone attempts or in these gap attempts. Now I do think that, he's got this contact balance though. So like, I would like agree. you mentioned, yeah. he, you know, 
you might expect him to get like two yards. Right. But like, I, I think his size and like his, his just overall contact balance is what lends itself to being able to get those four yards when you're only expecting to, um, doesn't have like, like breakaway speed necessarily. Um, uh, he's actually but, running today at TCU's pro day. So it's actually fitting that we're talking about him today, but yeah. that's perfect. I, well, I can't wait to see what he runs. Um, didn't participate I, at the NFL combine. What are we projecting? I'll, I'll give me a second. I'll figure it out for you. I'll, I'll get the official numbers from last year's pro day. One second. Yeah. He, his on the, like his game speed doesn't blow you away, but he doesn't look slow. Um, I like, I think he just, he looks like a really solid, well-rounded back. Uh, four four two is his expected 40. That's actually faster than I would have That's expected. That's a lot of faster than I So I think if he runs anything in the four fours today, we're going to be very happy. Yes. Um, I, I, Marcus, I'm actually like based on the tape that I watched surprised. Um, so one of the things that I really appreciated, and I don't know if you got to watch the Texas game because we actually don't compare notes pre-show. We try to do everything organically, but there was a play in that Texas game where they ran a screen. He caught the ball three yards behind the line of scrimmage on a third and 10. And honestly, he should have lost yards on the play, but he was able to pick it up just because his effort in his motor is so high. And even though I don't think he's the most, you know, explosive running back in the league or most creative just being a grinder like that is going to endear you to your coaches and you're going to be able to be really productive. And that's exactly what he was at TCU. I mean, he had 1500 yards and 17 touchdowns this game or this season, mostly because he runs so stinking hard. Yep. He's, he's like a, he's a tough guy. And uh, Marcus, when we were like going through our schedule of rookies uh, that we were planning to evaluate, as soon as, we saw Kendra Miller pop up on the schedule. You said, Kate, I think this guy's going to be your type. And he a hundred percent is yep. because he's, he's that grinder, right? Like mm-hmm. he's a bigger guy. He can, he can move like a bowling ball. Um, you know, when, when faced with contact and, but the good thing is his a lateral agility and that, that ability to shift left and right. Like I mentioned, that also gives him the ability to avoid contact and, um, you know, that can be key to staying healthy. If we are going to see yes. him get 250 touches per season at the next level, that shiftiness is going to come in handy because you don't want to be taking those hits. That's what wears all of these running backs well, down and shortens the length of their careers. And I would also mention one of the things that I, I really like about Miller is that he doesn't have a bunch of, you know, wear and tear on his body coming into the NFL. Uh, this year he had 240 touches, which is, I mean, not a ton, but it's a, a, a decent number, but he only has 390 career touches coming out of TCU. Uh, we've seen other running backs. I mean, take your guy like Najee Harris, right, who had over 700 touches during his Alabama career playing in the SEC. You know, he has you know fewer than half of that amount. So I do think he's going to be somebody that comes into the league really fresh, and maybe we see him, you know, still by year three, year four, not wear da- wearing down at all. Yeah, I I think this is low key probably one of my favorite values because, uh, like we talked about Zach Charbonnet earlier in mm-hmm. the week, and and we were all all in on Zach Charbonnet, but everybody else is too. I do think that this is going to be one of the better values just because it, there's nothing that 
um, he's over the top at. Um, And, you know, I think that lack of experience in the receiving game is going to be a a dinger for for some people. Um, And that's going to knock him down draft boards. But are all the are all the tools there to develop? I 100 percent think so. All right, let's talk about where he could potentially land and how we see him fitting in in the NFL next. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel. The tournament is heating up, and there's no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. That's because right now, FanDuel is giving new customers a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That is up to $1,000 in bonus bets back. If your first bet doesn't win, just go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and sign up today to claim your no-sweat first bet. Then you can wager on anything and everything from the money line to point spreads to which team will be cutting down the net. Also, the women's college basketball tournament has been absolutely fantastic. Go bet on that as well. All in an app that is safe, secure, and super easy to use. So don't miss your shot at a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. Just go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to sign up. Make every moment more with FanDuel. Okay, let's talk about some potential landing spots. But before we do that, I should mention that NFL Draft Scout, which is kind of like the everybody's secret to predicting where players are going to go, currently has him projected as a fourth or fifth round pick. And that makes sense with how loaded this running back class is. So let's assume he is a fourth round pick. Where would you like to see him land so he has the most fantasy value? I don't know if everybody's going to like uh, this landing spot, but just bear with me here, folks. What about the Eagles? And I know, like, I'm the biggest Rashad Penny truther in the entire world, right? And and very excited for that opportunity um, when he's healthy, right? Like, mm-hmm. that's that's the key ticker. But I would love to see Miller go to an offense that isn't necessarily built around running backs and their receiving ability, right? Like that for me feels like a, a a nice spot because we know the upside is going to be tremendously high. Um, we know that the system is friendly to, I think what he, what he excels at. Um, how do you feel about that potential fit? I think that's a really good one, right? It, I think you nailed it for all the right reasons. I think he can be really successful there without getting a lot of work in the passing game. And frankly, I kind of f- see his game as similar to Miles Sanders. Like he, even the size and athleticism is pretty similar, right? Miles Sanders, five foot 11, 211 pounds, ran a four, four, 40 yard dash. I see Kendrick Miller doing something very, very, very similar. So I like that one a lot. I like they would have to take him at just based on their, their current draft capital. They'd have to take him at the end of the third round. So maybe a like little 94. bit higher, 94, uh, maybe a little bit higher than NFL draft scout predicts. But if they feel like this is a good fit, well, like, and we should got, mention- they've got plenty of early picks, right? Like this feels like a luxury at this point. If they miss out on a guy like Bijan, at number 10, which has been wildly projected. Well, and we should also mention like Rashad Penny, yes, signed a deal this offseason, but it was a one-year deal basically on a vet minimum contract. Like they could cut him at any point for any reason at all and have no dead cap hit. Uh, Kenneth Gamewell is a nice player, but doesn't really have ideal running back size. And then on top of that, Boston Scott signed a one-year deal. So I think 
hey, if they want a guy on a rookie deal that's similar to Miles Sanders in the third round, I think that makes a lot of sense. Yep. I love it. I love it. Um, I'm all in personally, but I got a couple more for you. Uh, Let's get in that same range. Um, What about the Baltimore Ravens? Uh, Now Baltimore is a little bit short on picks, but knowing Baltimore, they're going to get a million more. Just they're going to trade back five different times. Don't worry. Uh, (laughs) JK Dobbins. We're going into this year three for JK Dobbins. Now year four, 2020, 21, 20. This is year four. So yeah, this is going into the final year of his rookie contract. Uh, Gus Edwards going into the last oh, year. Oh, that of his... flew by! Holy yeah. smokes! What a slap yeah. in the face this morning! Like I know. Uh, Gus Edwards hasn't been able to stay healthy. He's also older on the last year of his deal. Justice Hill is, well, Justice Hill. What about Kendra Miller in that offense? Where again, you don't need to be a big time receiver, and I know Todd Munkin's going to change things, but I feel like Miller would fit well as a no-nonsense inside running back for them. I very much like that. Um, Now, could things change uh, pending a potential trade uh, involving Lamar Jackson? Maybe. Uh, But, like, they've they've built this offense to work around the the run, and I think this is a guy that could be very successful in between the tackles um, and just complements what they're trying to accomplish uh, game to game. I have one more that I'm sure. like, I am playing around with this idea, right? And I, I can't tell if I like it or not, but they do have the draft capital in the right range. So what do we think about uh, Miller to, let's say the New England Patriots uh, have a pick at 107? Oh, it'd be such a Patriots pick too. Like we're Damian Harris is finally gone. It's Ramondre Stevenson season and all of a sudden they bring in another running back to mess everybody up but hear me out like i like a i think it would be a great scheme fit like i I think this would be perfect for what new england does um you know like again one of those picks that like at 107 you know a fourth round pick you shouldn't think that this is going to be a a giant immense threat to Ramondre stevenson's workload but hear me out i actually think this could be really interesting Ramondre stevenson has been successful as a receiver if you add Miller in to be that like first, second down guy and have him be that one, two punch with Ramondre Stevenson, I actually think this could be one of the most successful one, two punches in the league. Like that pairing. I love, I think that would complement each other's skill set tremendously. Ramondre Mm -hmm. Stevenson, like he can be an efficient runner, right? Like, so maybe he doesn't get, 275 touches this season, but I also don't think he necessarily needs him to be a really productive runner. I think everybody like this is the Patriots. We know they're going to add a running back. I just think that this guy um, fills, you know, a, a hole that, you know, maybe necessary, like he, again, he, he doesn't have that like big receiving element. Can he evolve there? Sure. But that's where Ramondre Stevenson comes in, says that's my job, and you know we can all by Ramondre Stevenson the- hate this right now. They just uh, hate this idea. But it feels like a, a no, New England pick. You're right. right? You're, you're absolutely right. Um, and I do think that this would actually be so. While it's a a crappy landing spot for Ramondre Stevenson managers, I do think that this would be a really solid spot. Sure. Uh, for the val- value of 
Kendra Miller like in dynasty rookie drafts. And I've I feel got- like most people are going to be out because they're like, oh, Patriots running exactly. back. Ramondre, like then he's going to fall to me. And I'm going to be like, you know, this guy's going to score yes. fantasy points because that is what the Patriots do. I- they drop these bombs on us year after year. It's a really, really smart call. Uh, I got one more before we move on. How about the Arizona Cardinals? Now, the Cardinals have so many Ooh. needs that they have to address early in the draft. And they've got picks three, 34, 66. And I've got to assume those are all going to be going to defense, right? But. They also have picks. I'm looking at this right now. They've got picks 96 and 105. And to me, Kate, that feels like the ideal range for for Kendra Miller, right? You look at that running back depth chart. It's James Conner, who is going into his age 28 season, certainly hasn't been the model of health. Behind him is Keontae Ingram, a six-round pick from last year, Corey Clement, and Tyson Williams. Like They could desperately use another day three running back that could come in and, hey, if, if James Conner is out for five games, this is a guy that can run between the tackles, can do the goal line stuff, and gives us maybe a little bit more juice on offense. I think Miller to Arizona is a perfect fit. I think that could be one of the more uh, voluminous spots um, where Great Miller word. might see a, like a nice bulk of touches. But I worry, what is that offense going to look like? Like we know this is, they're pretty much planning for this to be a lost year, right? Like, yes, there's not a ton of upside. I wonder, like, I worry about what this would do for his fantasy value in particular, because I do think like it might be one of those situations where it, it feels like kind of a lost season for him. He might rack up some touches, but like, you know, in terms of offensive line, like, you know, he loves to run in that a gap. Uh, are they going to be able to block efficiently enough for him to get stuff done? I don't nope. know. Um, like, I don't think this is like, I, I think it's a spot where he could get the most touches the quickest. Yes. But probably the, the landing spot where he would be most inefficient. How about Tennessee? Game. Tennessee, Derrick Henry, there's some rumors they try to trade him this offseason. Do you like any of the other running backs Tennessee has besides Derrick Henry? Oh, man. Marcus. Do you like Hassan Haskins? I do, but, like, the thing – the thing here's, like, the issue with projecting anybody into Tennessee's offense. Like, we just haven't seen enough of any other running back – you know, in, in terms of like who's currently on the depth chart, we don't we don't really know what's there at all. Like yep. when healthy, Derrick Henry has absolutely dominated touches. Um, I feel like I don't have a good enough grasp of what's working behind him to know fully what this offense is going to be once they move on from Derrick sure. Henry. Uh, all right, Kate, let's talk about where he ranks right now among other dynasty running backs next. Okay. Right now on dynasty league football, he's being ranked as RB six behind uh, Bijan Robinson, Gibbs, Charbonnet, uh, Devin Artain, uh Sean Tucker, and then Kendra, or Kendra Miller. Um, does that feel right to you? Feels a little low for me, given what I perceive to be the upside. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, for me, he's sitting uh, RB5 uh, behind I have him. Uh, Zach Charbonnet, RB3. Uh, uh, my RB4 
Sean Tucker uh, mm. out of Syracuse, and then Kendra Miller uh, there at RB5. Not so, a big Devin Arcane fan? N- not like, you know, I have this type, right, Marcus? Yeah. Like, I like the bigger, meatier backs, and he's a little bit on the smaller side. Like, yeah. I, I love what Miller brings to the table in terms of size, in terms of contact balance. Again, that's my type. That's those are the running backs that I love. Um, and, and I love to watch. Uh, but I also think like there's just so much upside I to agree. be had here with Miller in the right scheme. Now, like I do feel like there's kind of a tear break after like, you know, RB seven, sure. um, and I do think that landing spot could shuffle up any of these guys. Like, uh, let's say Bijan Robinson, tier of his own, Jameer Gibbs, Zach Charbonnet, I think in, in tier two. This is the third tier uh, with Devin Archain, Zach Evans, Sean Tucker, Kendra Miller. And then it feels right. like another tier break for me. I agree. Um, one of the things that I, I saw this morning when I was checking out some some Kendra Miller value stuff is – Man, I love him in startup drafts right now. He's being he's being drafted as RB forty, and Kate, like the running backs ahead of him, are like Kareem Hunt, who is a free agent right now and not on a roster and has not been, you know, really a fantasy relevant running back in forever. Um, James Conner, who we just talked about, going into his age twenty eight season. Alexander Madison, Kenneth Gainwell, like. I absolutely love the value of him right now as RB40 because I think if he lands in a advantageous situation, we can see him rise all the way up to RB32, RB33. Yeah, this definitely feels like like a time to buy. Um, yeah. And like the players in that range, Marcus, like RB30 to RB50, a lot of these players feel like uh, – like these are either the rookies or the old guys that nobody's really sure what to do with yet. Um, and I do think that like, this is, is a player that can end up being, um, you know, at the top of that tier that I mentioned, especially pending landing spot. Um, but I, I, again, this is the tier that landing spot is going to be so crucial for these Mm -hmm. post draft rankings. I think like, my yeah. strategy as of right now, going into like my rookie drafts, I have a few rookie drafts that are before the NFL draft, which is always kind of fun. But coming I out love of that, the, that's spicy. Yeah, it is spicy. It really, t- it really makes you uh, have to study these players well. But assuming I don't have the number one pick and I'm not getting Bijan Robinson, I think my take is I'm going to be spending my first round picks, especially in super flex leagues, obviously on quarterbacks and tight ends because it's just where this class is really good. And I'm going to wait until the second or third round to grab my running backs. And I think like Kendra Miller is a perfect way to fade some of these other running backs. Like if you're not totally sold on Gibbs, but you want to take a flyer at running back, I think Miller is a perfect guy to take a chance on in round two, round three of your rookie drafts. Yeah, he's like, I'm actually really excited to see what ends up being his 40 time because that could be something in and of itself because again i told you i did not project what did you say 442 is his 442 is what nfl draft scout has yep like i would never in a million of years a million years have pegged that as his his 40 yard dash time so if he does run a 442 even if it is at his pro day and not the nfl combine who cares 
we're in. Who cares? I do think that's going to shake some things up. Uh, and I do think that's going to raise his ranking uh, just a little bit. Because uh, we're interested. We're interested. I'm interested. Uh, all right. That is it for today's show. Thank you for making Lockdown Dynasty your first listen every day. Now make your second listen to Lockdown NFL Scouting Show with the Draft Dudes, where I'm sure they're going to be talking about Kendra Miller. From free agency to the draft, salary cap management, and more, join NFL experts Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino as they take you through what it's like to build a successful NFL franchise every Monday through Friday. Find Locked On NFL Scouting with the Draft Dudes wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Uh, we'd like to urge you guys to uh, to go check out our show on YouTube. We post videos there every single day. Uh, go check out Kate on Twitter, at Kate Magic. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. And we'll see you guys right back here tomorrow as we discuss another interesting day two, day three running back in Tajay Spears. We'll see you then.